Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with your daily VRA Investing Podcast. You've been joining us here, you know that just right before the March 23rd lows, which now do look to be, fingers crossed, the lows, uh, we started buying here, told you we became aggressively long, and that's how we started adding positions here because the fear and greed index hit zero. <laughs> it's just uh, never happened before. And as uh, Tyler and I talked about today, just for this podcast, just remember this in, in, in the, the, the rest of your life. Whenever the fear and greed index gets below five, the bottom is within a week or so away. Just sell everything you own outside of equities, put it all in the stock market, and that's a great buy signal. But it's so hard to do at the time. You know, when the uh, fear and greed index hit, hit zero, you know, we we're still dropping 2,000 points a day on the Dow. So it's not necessarily an easy thing to do, but that is the right thing to do. When everybody's bearish, we must be bullish. Great day today. Again, uh, it's an important day, I think, today, because what I'll tell you in just a moment, the internals were good, but the leadership was really exceptional. Uh, just when it looked like we, we might reverse lower today, the Dow uh, finished pretty much at the highs today, up 558 points, closing at 23,949. That's up 2.3%. S&P 500 up even better, 3%, closing at 28.46. Leading the way, NASDAQ, what you want to see, up 3.95% of a big 323 points, closing at 8,515. Our laggard of the day, which has been the case for a long time, the small caps, Russell 2000, still up though, up of the day 2%. But, you know, we got great news this morning from the earnings front. I say great news because even though J.P. Morgan, uh, Johnson & Johnson and Wells Fargo all missed on the estimates, no surprise there. The stock prices opened higher, so it's not the news that matters, it's the market's reaction to that news. We were off to the races, and then we started getting concerned. Oil started falling out of bed. By the way, it fell down over 5% today. And then the next thing you know, here goes J.P. Morgan, uh, headed lower on the day. It, it, uh, all of its gains, 3 4% gains were gone same thing with Wells Fargo. Opening gains dissipated completely. Uh, Johnson & Johnson held on to them, though, finishing up 4% on the day, while J.P. Morgan and Wells Fargo both finished down 2 to 4%. Not the action you want to see. The BKX, the bank index, actually closed almost 2% lower today. So <clears throat> as we told our folks, look, we are going to trade this market uh, much more aggressively than we normally do. And we're looking for a, a, a signal uh, to, to go along some, some puts in the market and to uh, take some profits in some positions, put some stops in, that kind of thing. But then something really interesting happened. Here came the NASDAQ. Just would not quit going up. Here came the semiconductors. Same thing. Both, again, finished up right at 4% on the day, leading the market higher. And if you've been joining us here for very long, you know that we key off this. Most, most do. We key off the techs. Uh, we, we key off of uh, semiconductors because the semiconductors lead NASDAQ and, and the techs higher. And that's what happened today. That's what resulted in our close near the highs of the day. That's very good to see because we have reached and now surpassed the 50% retracement levels of both the Dow Jones and the S&P 500. Matter of fact, even joining us here again, our target on the Dow is now 25,000. That's, that's kind of an upper range. We're about 1,050 1, points away from that now. But we see that as, 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 as very possibly uh, the next target, uh, which, again, we're watching the semis and NASDAQ to kind of key off our next move. But, folks, in the short term, don't fight the Fed. I mean, that's what this move's all about. It's one of the oldest uh, sayings on Wall Street, don't fight the Fed. 
go fight the tape. The tape's getting better, and the Fed is here big time, right? We're talking $10 trillion that uh, we can trace so far in new Fed money combined with uh, stimulus, bailouts, and it's going to grow. Uh, we're looking for, before this is over, we're looking at probably about 14 to maybe $16 trillion in total new money coming into the markets. And that's, if the markets uh, like one thing, they like, they like this funny money. And they tend to keep going up as long as it's coming in. Uh, and, you know, add to that, sentiment's still so very bearish. You know, the, the Bank of America Merrill Lynch study Tyler talked about yesterday and that we focused on this morning with our clients, you know, they're, they're, they, they, uh, they manage about a half a trillion dollars for their, for their customers. And their customers right now, and this is actually as of, as of yesterday, are as bearishly positioned as they were just after 9-11. That was the lows. It, again, when everybody's out of the market, they've already sold, it can only go one direction typically, and like 90% of the time, and that direction is higher. So the move higher continues, even though we have news like uh, the New York Fed coming out today or last night saying that uh, GDP is going to be minus 9%. That's their GDP estimate. Remember, at the depths of 0809, the lowest we got was minus 4%. That's the damage that's been done here, folks. But again, there is some good news. Again, NASDAQ, QQQ, the NASDAQ 100 ETF, and the semis are all now three back over the 200-day moving average. That's something that seemed almost impossible just three or four weeks ago. And uh, as you've heard me say here for, again, a long while, I've been in this business 35 years. Uh, I've studied the Great Depression a good deal. I've lived and worked and counseled thousands through the Great Recession we had, meeting with people that just we're desperate. I mean, many were in tears. You know, what are we going to do? And so I guess the bottom line is I know what's coming unless we reopen the U.S. and global economy. So we have to do it now. We can't wait uh, another month. We can't wait into May, June. We can't wait, uh, as, as the Morgan Stanley uh, uh, study says, it may not be fully open, uh, kind of a, a wave opening, a fully open until September. Uh, we, we can't do that. The, the economic devastation from the depression that we're pretty much in right now will destroy far more lives and kill more people than the coronavirus ever will. You know, we've opened every podcast with some, with some facts about the coronavirus, and we're not going to stop doing that because we've been right, folks. We've been right from the beginning. We said this was uh, intentional. We said that this was a, uh, a hoax of sorts, not that we're saying people aren't getting sick and dying because they certainly are. But we said from day one that we didn't believe this would be worse than the regular flu. There's complete evidence now that that is the case. You know, look at Sweden. Sweden refused to lock down. Yes, they've had deaths. I mean, people die from the flu. But their economy has not been uh, put in a chokehold. They have not had intentional economic destruction and devastation as, as we're about to see and seeing right now with what we'll find out this week are certainly going to be 20 million unemployed just in the U.S., other countries were smarter. Why we didn't, didn't take that, that path, I, I don't know. But the key point is we got to get smart. we got to get smart now. We have to reopen the economy. If the U.S. leads and the world follows. If we do it, do it aggressively, they will as well. Um, <clears throat> some sobering thoughts. Again, th this is just factual information that we have to hope that our, our leaders know about. The airline industry today announced that their losses will top 300 and $20 billion this year. It may not be much better next year. 
but 320 this year. Now, do the math on the losses from restaurants, entertainment, including movies, places like Disney World, professional sports and tourism, hotels, healthcare. You've seen the reports of the, of the hospitals are laying off workers left and right because they're empty. Dentists, how are dentists supposed to survive? You know, I remember reading years ago, and I think it's still true, that the highest suicide rate in the country, it comes from dentists. They tend to graduate with a lot of debt, don't make as much as uh, other doctors, and uh, the stress is immense to, uh, to stay in business. So what's going to happen now without patients? And what about the casinos? Closed shut. What about cruise lines? Then we have education, college, for-profit uh, universities. Uh, these are, everything's changing. Some of that may be for the good, but it's radically changing as far as a, uh, their financial situation. And of course, retail and malls, we know the story there. They're empty because they're closed. Bottom line is this. We're going to need every bit of that $10 trillion more from the economic devastation done here from this uh, coronavirus insanity. And that's just, that's just all that it is, coronavirus insanity. 38 states, folks, 38 states have less than 150 deaths and the whole country shut, uh, shut down. The vast majority of the country, it's a blip on our radar, folks. It's a blip on the radar, and we're all forced to be shut down. We have to come to our senses. We've got to reopen now. But again, what we're watching closely uh, is, is the market action with our leadership, with techs, semis. As long as they keep going higher, we think we're going to continue to be long. Uh, Another bright spot today, you know, what we've seen happening in the precious metals and miners space that we've been talking about here for really for years. And uh, the bull market of bull markets is here. Uh, gold is now, it glo- gold closed down just slightly lower today. It's 1757 an ounce. But um, it's, at its hit its highest level since October of 2012 today, eight years. And GDX today at one point, it just in the last four weeks, GDX today was up earlier about 2%. It also closed slightly lower today. But GDX hit four-week gains of 99%. New 52-week high. Again, biggest, uh, 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 not, uh, highest price since, uh, since September of 2012. So this group is red hot for the obvious reasons. It's all about currency inflation. This group is overbought at this point. We've, uh, we've paused our buying in this group just until the overbought nature uh, corrects itself, but we will continue to be buyers in this group for many years. Um, sector watch today, 10 out of 11 sectors closed higher on the day. Again, broad-based move higher, led by consumer staples, tech, and consumer discretionary, all up 4% or better today. And finally, our internal watch under the hood, what we watch very closely here, good solid day today, not, not great but a good day in the internals. Advanced decline, uh, up about three to one. Nice gains there. Up down volume. NASDAQ was fantastic. NASDAQ was almost four to one positive. Uh, NYSE was lagging throughout the day, but finished with strong gains as well. Uh, three billion to, uh, to two billion on the downside. All right, folks, as always, appreciate you being here with us. Please join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. Till then, we'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.